Merrill, Joe Heisinga. It's the Chris and Joe Show. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News. I'm Chris Merrill. He is my emotional support, Joe. That's me. Joe Heisinga. Hello, Chris. My friend, we start the week and uh, why not just... Uh, why don't we just uh, ramp up these culture wars to begin the week? Oh. Let's just kick it up a notch here. Okay. So imagine my surprise when I open my email from Pablo, our producer, this morning, and it says, hey, look, the Senate has just passed a bill that would allow the Ten Commandments to be posted in the classrooms of Arizona schools. And I thought, oh, this seems like something that has been settled for over 40 years. Why not turn this into a big uh, to-do uh, here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that seem like a good plan? I, I think it's a great plan. It's S- Senate Bill 1151. It's sponsored by Senator Anthony Kern out there in Glendale. And it would add the Ten Commandments to a list of materials that can be posted or read in Arizona schools. Okay. Pu- public schools. Sure. Uh, the existing list includes, of course, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court decisions, the Declaration of Independence, the national motto in God We Trust, national anthem, and the Pledge of Allegiance, among other materials that are related to uh, heritage and history here in the U.S. Okay. my, You're not digging this. Listen, I actually, you'd be surprised. I don't have a huge issue with this. Yeah, because again, it's can, not, not has to be. And I, I sort of understand... The mindset, I, I, we'll get into the conspiratorial side of this or the, 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 uh, I gotta, this is our long term plan, uh, side of this, which the opposition is throwing out there. Oh, the agenda. The agenda. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. I, I sort of understand this because of, as we have been introduced to the wokeness of America, right? Everything is woke. We've got to stop wokeness. Don't let's unwoke everyone back to sleep. As we've as we fought wokeness, I think there is a, a sense from the predominantly the majority uh, in this country, right? Okay. Uh, white Protestants or white Christians have felt like their voices aren't being heard. And you were to say, listen, you can't have the Ten Commandments. You can't be talking about the Ten Commandments in school, but you can talk about uh, LGBTQ issues. And they go, that's not fair. And I think they got a point. That's not fair. I feel like I can talk to my child about who they're dating, why they're dating. I can talk to my child about sexual proclivities of others, but I can't talk to my child about what I think is morally right or wrong based on my religious upbringing. Right. So I understand why people would say this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. I, can, I get it. I really do. And Joe, you have a unique perspective on this. and I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Mm hmm. I'm going to out you. Oh. Joe, you're a Catholic boy. I grew up Catholic. Technically still am Catholic, but uh, uh, I'm not a good Catholic. Yeah, Are you a lapsing Catholic? Is that what it is? I mean, I pray every night, but I'm, okay. I'm not the best about going to Mass. And may you still identify as Catholic? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Right. Some people, they even tell me, Joe, with that dating profile, just put Christian. Don't put Catholic. Like, I can't be honest. Is there a difference? Uh, Christian, I think, is the broader term. Catholic would be the more specific. So when we say Christian, we think of evangelicals? Christian, I think, is you know, broad-based. So that's Protestant. Uh, is Catholic Methodist, Christian? Methodist. Well, that's Protestant. Yeah, but again, Catholic, Methodist, Protestant, those are specific. Denominations. Of Christian. But Methodist, Protestant, Baptist, Episcopalian, that all falls under. Christian. Protestant. 
Oh, does it? Yeah, it's all oh. Protestant. It's under that umbrella. I mean, I again, I was not the best Catholic in school. I once got into, all this. I stuff. got into an argument with my mother one time. I had a roommate who was um, LDS, mm-hmm. and she says. I wouldn't want to be around him. Another Christian. And I said, why? She goes, they're not even Christian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, you, th- you think that the, the yeah. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is not believers in Christ? She's oh, like, they're very Christian. Well, I didn't know that's what it meant. I thought, oh, okay, good. You're well-educated in the topic. Thanks, Mom. Mm-hmm. It was good. What are you outing me for, though? Well, the reason I'm outing you is, like, as someone who grew up... Catholic. Catholic, but he went to a Catholic school. That's yeah. different than the public schools altogether. So certainly you saw all of these, all of the different imagery, all of the different, um, I, I guess, just devices or mechanisms of, uh, uh, the words escape me today, it's mm-hmm. Monday, uh, all of this different stuff when you were growing up like that. That had to have had an impact on you, positive, negative. You turned out to be an okay guy. But here's the challenge. It's not like at any point I attended public school, so I really can't do a compare and contrast. Only with other friends who I knew who went to public school, and I'd only encounter them from like playing sports and things like that. This uh, might shock you, Chris. I was a bit of a a shy youth growing up. No, And I would do a lot of reading, video game playing. I guess there were kids in the neighborhood who went to public schools and Got along fine with them, but we wouldn't sit there and be like, hey, so um, when you went to math today, what was it like? But I can just tell you, like, I think it was kind of the same. Like, OK, you sit there in math class. It wasn't like, well, OK, now we're going to do math with <laughs> with the disciples. And that's how we're going to learn to add. Peter has two loaves of bread and Judas has two glasses of wine. Yeah, no, right. it wasn't like that. OK, all right. So. Anne we Lori, did have nuns, though. And Lori Gaylor is the co-founder of the Freedom From Religion Foundation. When asked about this bill that the Senate passed that would allow teachers to display or discuss the Ten Commandments. She said she was a big fan. She did not. Mm. She said the exact opposite. Joe's using sarcasm, incidentally. Uh, she described the bill and similar bills introduced across the country as symbolic moves that are part of the broader Christian nationalism movement. Uh Brief primer on that, Joe. Uh, the Christian nationalism movement, is that kind of a... I think that's the whole kind of woke, not woke thing you were kind of talking about there, oh, okay. too. All right. And so it, we need to have more Christian religion, where we go, and USA, American exceptionalism. That's what I think what the movement would advocate for. Okay. And right. should point out, too, that the vote on this bill was 16 to 12 with... All and only Republicans voting in favor of it. All right. So party lines on this. Yeah. All right. Uh, According to Gaylor, Arizona schools have no business telling school children how many gods to worship or what gods to worship or whether to worship any gods at all. She describes the bill as unconstitutional and references a 1980 U.S. Supreme Court decision that ruled a Kentucky law requiring public school classrooms to post a copy of the Ten Commandments violated the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment, prohibiting the government from making any law respecting an establishment of religion. This is from the Arizona Republic. Mm -hmm. But this bill is a little bit different because it doesn't mandate teachers show the Ten Commandments. It just says they can. They can. Along with all those other things that we mentioned. So there are questions about whether or not this is going to be constitutional. And we did see that this court seems to be more open to integration of religious principles in schools. We saw this with a a case. There was a a football coach, if I recall, in the state of Washington who was praying uh, before the games and they said, hey, stop doing that. And he goes, I can't. 
I'm going to keep praying. And so the, this, he would invite students to come pray out on the field. And they said, okay, we told you to stop. We're concerned about lawsuits. You're gone. So uh, he sued them. But in the, in the end, yeah, he won his case. Yeah. And what, what they ruled was as long as he was engaging in brief, quiet, personal religious observance, that it was uh, discretion, uh, discre- it was discriminatory. Um, I didn't read that quite right, but basically <laughs> they let him keep doing it because it was it was ruled to be brief, quiet, and personal religious okay. observance. So this, I think, is a little bit different. And I want to jump into this as we discuss the why. The what's the why? Is this Joe? Why? Why should Governor Hobbs veto this bill? In order to protect Christianity, and I actually have some thoughts on this. It may seem counterintuitive, but I'm again, you're a guy that went to Catholic school growing up. I'd love to hear your input on this as well. We'll discuss the why next on the Chris and Joe Show on KTAR News. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. The Chris and Joe Show. Uh, the I'm Chris. He's Joe. The state Senate said, let's pass a bill that would allow teachers to display and discuss the Ten Commandments in the classroom. If they want to. It was voted on party line through the Senate. Uh, first question, Joe, will this will this be enacted as a law? I do not think so. I don't think it's going to hold up. Uh, right before we went to break, you were mentioning that uh, that. Uh, case that Anthony Kern referenced. It was 2022. Senator Kern, who wrote the bill, right? That's the guy? I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, 2022 Kennedy versus Bremerton School District. And they were saying, engaging in brief. I don't think what's going on here is brief since it's omnipresent. Quiet. You could argue it's quiet. And uh, personal religious observance. If it's displayed in the classroom, that doesn't seem very personal to it's me. It's pretty broad. So I yeah. I don't think this is going to hold up and pass that threshold. So I don't think uh, Hobbs is going to sign this one. Now, you're talking about, will it be, you're saying just from a, a legal standpoint, probably you think it's going to get struck down. But I, I, I agree with you. I don't think Hobbs would sign it. Either. I don't think Hobbs is going to sign this. And I, I don't know that she's going to do a lot of um, deep thinking on this so much as she's just going to say, Listen, we're going to keep a separation between church and state, and there's no reason for us to go down this road before it's already been settled. Veto. Boom, Dude, we, done. Ju- we just said 16 Republicans were in favor of it, 12, 12 Democrats, Democrats against. against, and I guarantee you they could just walk up to her and say, uh, Governor Hobbs, uh, Anthony Kern, no, veto, <laughs> boom, immediately. As soon as she hears that name, it's like, where is the pen that's getting the veto? My surprise you to say, though, that I support this. Um, normally, I'm all for separation. But I've I've witnessed what's going on with the banning of books we don't like. I've witnessed what's going on with, like, we don't like this thought or lumping this idea into the critical race theory, which has become this big demon in the room and this sort of stuff. And so I, I, I'm not a big fan of what I see as a limitation of education. And I'm afraid that we're doing that in, in all aspects, whether that has to do with race relations, sexuality, or even religion, for that matter. So... I'm not so much to say, well, let's just allow a little religion in schools. It's just a little bit. So, no, no, no. More religion in schools is what I say. Forget the restrictions. Flood the market. And let the free market of salvation thrive in the bazaar of the youngest minds. 
<laughs> That's what I say. So you've got this notion that the teachers can't teach certain ideas, right? Because they would be it would be indoctrinating students with their LGBTQ agenda, or they're indoctrinating students with their Satanist agenda, or they're indoctrinating students with the, with their liberal ideas or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And and I go, wait a minute, you don't have any problem with indoctrination so long as it's what you want to indoctrinate. You just don't like it that somebody wants to indoctrinate with a different idea. That's the big issue, right? I think that's fair to say. I, I, I don't know. It's human nature, though. I don't know what they would say to that, but that's how I see Well, it. they, of course, would never admit it, but we know that that's what it is. I mean, the actions speak louder than words. That's what I think it is. So you've got a country that is built on the values of religious freedom, right? And then not endorsing one religion over another, which is where I think we've got a big shortcoming in this bill. I think we should absolutely encourage teachers of all perspectives and religions and ideologies and creeds to turn their classrooms into synagogues of symbolism. Hmm. So suppose you've got that teacher that says, I'm going to put up the Ten Commandments. I think it'd be equally as important to make sure that the Buddhist teacher next door can put up the Ten Boods. Ten pillars of Buddhism? Sure, is what they should do. And then, or the boods, as you like to call them. I think that you could have the Islamic uh, teacher who's in the classroom next door put up the, the, the ten Muhammadas. You see how well-versed I am? This is because my teachers weren't allowed to teach me such things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently not. So I think that the idea that kids can be exposed to more things is beneficial. Okay. The problem is... Once you get too many and people don't like that their kid just learned about Muhammad, how dare you? Now you have parents that want to restrict things unless it's theirs, which brings us back to the whole reason we have the separation in the first place is I don't like your stuff. You don't like my stuff. So neither one of us gets any of it. We keep it all out. Yeah. So let me ask you, what is the point of this? What do you think Anthony Kern sits there and says, what is the point of doing I think in his I don't think it's to, to f- for the teachers to be well represented uh-huh. or their beliefs to be represented. I think it's for his beliefs to be represented because he believes that his religion is beneficial to society. And the more those kids are exposed to it, the better off they're going to be. So it makes it a better place in That's this what I world. Think. If we're exposed to the Ten Commandments and we know, hey, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, and, you know, keep the Sabbath day holy, all of those things. Thou shalt not speed on the freeway, thou shalt not drive in the left lane. Don't think right? that was one of them, but yes, I, I get where you're going. Here. Uh, I actually... I believe we talked with the St. James last Uh week, and St. James said that you could speed in the left lane as long as you didn't drive in the left lane. Yeah, my point would be, I just think these things can backfire, that if you put them up and you have them in a classroom and you're referencing them to kids all the time, I can tell you from Catholic school, I didn't sit there and go home and become this huge sinner, but I also, I'm a pretty curious guy by nature, But the fact that I had to go to mass once a week for school and that I had to take religion until I got through eighth grade and then I had to take four more years of theology, I didn't sit there and go, gosh, I really want to learn more about God. And I'm really curious because I felt like it was being force fed to me every day. So if I have the Ten Commandments there in front of me and if I've got a teacher who's referencing it, it's not going to make me sit there and go, hey, you know, I want to learn more about those Ten Commandments. It actually could have the opposite approach of nuts to all of that. Hmm. I want to go and just, you know, hang out at recess and do stuff with my friends. Or you're going to try to teach that to me? I'll show you. I'm going to go vape it up in the bathroom. (laughs) I think 
that's the which Brown- I actually think is the eleventh commandment: "Thou that's, shalt not vape in the bathroom." That's the Brownsville Station song, right? Vaping in the boys' room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pablo likes my singing, don't you, buddy? Vaping in the boys' room. Ow! I just think it can have the opposite effect of what they intend for it to. They wanna. They want to, as I see it, they want everybody to be holy little boys and girls and be good little girls and boys. And I'd sit there and say. You know, kids are going to see that, and they're just going to go, I don't forget want, this. I don't want anything to do with that. Is it is it like anything else that when we're kids, if if we're exposed to it in high doses, we tend to either adopt it or admonish it? For instance, if, if my mother loved uh, uh, country music when mm-hmm. I was growing up, right? I can tell by how you just sang that last yeah. tune that that yeah. rubbed off on you. Vaping in the boys' room. Yeah. Pablo's still loving it. Yeah. So... Uh-huh. Then as I grow up, I'm going, oh, God, I never want to hear that again. Mm-hmm. Or you go, this is what good music is. Yeah. Right? Is that sort of what you're saying? Like, if you're exposed to high doses of it, you either go, this is the life I need to lead, or you go, okay, enough of that. Let me see what else is out there. I think that's a very fair point. I mean, my dad was into, like, photography and stuff growing up, and whereas I was really into sports. So anytime the sports stuff would come on TV, it was like, yeah, this is awesome. Hmm. But like the photography or like some of the, oh gosh, the History Channel would be on all the time. That's good stuff. You had a good father. And that would just be like nap time for me. It's like, oh, World War II again, You want to get out of that. That was uh, just getting away from that. I'll go outside, play basketball, football, anything. Where's the sports center? All right. All right. A little rum springer from the little uh, Catholic child there. I like that. So we'll open the phone, 602-277-KTAR, 602-277-5827. Why do you feel the Ten Commandments should or should not be allowed in the classroom, as is uh, now passed by the State Senate? Why do you feel the Ten Commandments should or should not be allowed in the classroom, 602-277-KTAR? And whether you agree or disagree with the Senate's plan, you might find yourself wondering who even decides what the Ten Commandments are. Turns out you and your neighbor might disagree on the Ten Commandments themselves. It's next on the Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. Well, you'll find us at KTAR.com. You can watch the video of Joe's pretty face hidden behind a microphone. My friend, if you are watching, you did see a disaster struck the studio just as the last segment ended. Absolute disaster, but thanks to our crack engineering team, we are back at it. You just flexed your bicep and just destroyed your equipment. Do you ever go to work and you're and you're getting ready for something important and then your computer crashes or something weird happens? Such such a thing happened. The microphone fell off mm-hmm. while we were while we were wrapping up the last break. Mm-hmm. But here we are. We're back at it. Uh, the state senate passed a bill on party lines that said yes, teachers can post the Ten Commandments in the classroom. And I actually don't have a big issue with this. I'd like to see a couple of tweaks, like more than just the Ten Commandments. You want uh, everything up in the class. I'd throw it all up there. And I, I, in fact, it's possible if I were a teacher, I would be exploiting this in ways that the Senate didn't think would happen. I would be the bringer of the unintended consequences. That's what I would be doing. Really? You would poke the bear? That shocks me about you. I've a lot of people are surprised to find to that, be that way. A lot of people surprised to find that out. Well, you know, we're we're three weeks in here. This is week four, and 
And I'm just learning that about you. Hard, hard to fathom, huh? Yeah. 602-277-KTAR. 602-277-5827. Why do you feel the Ten Commandments should or should not be allowed in the classroom? Start me in Peoria. Sean, you get the first crack at this. Yay or nay on the on the uh, commandments in the classroom? You know, we didn't have a yay. And we, we didn't have a nay. It was, it was Catholic school. Okay. It, was, it, was, it was posted on the board. Oh, all right. So you were just exposed to it every day. Did that bring you closer to your religion or, or push you farther away or just indifferent? You know, when you have the old, the old story with the, uh, the Sister Rita and the, the ruler on your hands, I lived that. <laughs> that was you, huh? I lived that. That was one of several children in the room, but, uh, and, uh, but you know, I, you know, but I went from eighth grade. My mom was a, was an English teacher at a Catholic high school and separated, no divorced. And I lived with my dad, but anyhow, being, being that, that kid and, and being studious with, um, the regimen of study. Um, I went in public school and just kicked holy butt. Hate to use oh. that terminology. Yeah, I think you could use that. He kicked holy butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So he got a good. But I don't know that that has to, a whole lot to do with the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. in the classroom. Let me see. Uh, would we be in a better place um, in Phoenix? Douglas checks in. Uh, Douglas, uh, better for the students to have the Ten Commandments in the classroom or worse? I think I think we should have them posted because. The founders used them as the basis of a lot of our laws, and not just not just founders as in Jefferson, Washington, Adams, but also it go, um, the the first the first settlers who actually made it work here, the Pilgrims and the and the Puritans. The Ten Commandments was the basis of their society, and I think that's a significantly important part of our history, and it should be read as a it's I think that. The, the basis of their society, which is the Bible, should be at least treated as a histor- in a historical sense. Yeah, if, yeah, I get not that. not in a religious teaching sense. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you, Douglas. Appreciate that. That's where I say there should be more, though, from a historical sense, Joe. Can you give me an example of yeah. like what else you think should be up there? Well, okay, for instance... We talk about the Ten Commandments. Sure. And everybody's like, well, I know what the Ten Commandments are. Thou shall not kill unless it's indigenous people and you're the Dutch pilgrims who have come to the United States and it's the foundation of your entire pilgrimage in the first place. Hmm. Thou shalt not uh, covet thy neighbor's Neighbor's wife or cornfields or turkeys unless, again, you're an indigenous person and we're we're pilgrims who have come here and Plymouth Rock landed on us. All these things, totally a foundation of the American dream. But what I didn't know until you and I were discussing this this morning, mm-hmm. is that the Ten Commandments I learned at the First United Methodist Church were different than the Ten Commandments you learned. Yeah, you learned the wrong ones. You learned the wrong ones. No, the ones I learned were the right ones. I learned Martin Luther's Ten Commandments. You learned Pope Mo- Peter's Ten Mo- Commandments. Moses's, I believe. They were handed to Moses. Moses handed these first. Hmm. Hmm. Not, not the way These I were the right ones. Hmm. What's the difference? What did you learn in the Ten Commandments that I didn't learn? Uh, number two in particular was one that stood out to me. Uh, you of shall, my commandments. Yes, because I knew it as you shall not take the the Lord's name in vain, basically. Right. That was number three for me. Why wasn't it number two? Well, because number two was that I, I couldn't have any false idols. 
graven images, they would say. Which is the whole reason that Moses broke the commandments in the first place. He came down and he was like, hey, God just told me no graven images and false idols and and golden calves. And I come down out of Mount uh, Sinai. I even got the right mountain, didn't I? You did. And what do I see? You've created this. Charlton Heston came down and saw a golden calf and was very upset. And he threw the tablets and he broke them on the golden calf because they literally broke the commandments while he was away. And then he had to go back and be like, God, can I get another copy of those? (laughs) That is exactly what happened. But evidently, your teachings just completely forgot about that. Well, your teachings and my teachings are both pretty similar. But uh, we did do a little bit of a deep dive. And you know how that, you know, the satanic temple, how they always come up. And we just went to the old Google and we said, do they have commandments too? Do they have a Ten Commandments? They don't. Oh. But they do have the 11 satanic rules of the earth. Other commandments go to 10, but ours go to 11. Yeah. I'm a big fan of number one. Do not give opinions or advice unless you are asked. Yeah. We'd be in big trouble. Yeah, we're going straight to, uh, wait a minute. Yeah. So Where do you go if you violate the Didn't do that much of a Google. rules. But th- theirs take on totally different. Okay. It's far direction. more secular. All right. No, there are some that are kind of similar, though. Do not harm little children. I like that one. Oh, I think everybody would sit there and say, that's pretty good. But there were a number that were kind of like, hmm. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. When walking in open territory, bother no one. This so, is number 11. Like if you're walking down the street, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If someone bothers you, ask him to stop. If he does not stop, destroy him. That's number 11. Oh, that's basically social media. That's perfect. <laughs> Just if I'm, yeah, somebody says something on social media. So do you want these posted in school too? Well, that's my question now. How do we determine who determines what the Ten Commandments are? If the teacher grew up Catholic, they might post your Ten Commandments. Uh If they grew up Protestant, they might post my Ten Commandments. If they grew up Buddhist, do they have ten tenets of their own? If they grew up uh, Muslim... What if they're an atheist? Could they just make up ten of their own? Would it be a flying spaghetti monster recipe that they post in the classroom and make the children memorize? These are genuine questions. I'm being a bit facetious, but it's a genuine question. Who decides what those Ten Commandments should be? We'll get more of your calls next, 602-277-KTAR, and you probably have a pretty good idea of what the Ten Commandments mean. But if everything were so straightforward, there wouldn't be any argument, right? You'll see where even the Word of God can be confusing. That's next on the Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. State Senate passes a bill on party lines that allows for teachers to post the Ten Commandments in their classroom. However, what we have discovered is that we don't know who's t- Ten Commandments, whether it's the Protestant or the Catholic Ten Commandments, or whether it's somebody else just claiming that they have Ten Commandments from their own religion. So there's a little bit of ambiguity there. The other thing is we don't think that the governor is going to sign the bill. That's probably DOA, right? Oh, we don't think. Uh, I am <laughs> Sometimes things willing surprise to us. guarantee you she will not sign this bill. Sometimes people surprise us. Sometimes. But this is not one of those times. Not often in politics. Look, if it's you, why do you feel that the Ten Commandments should or should not be posted in uh, the classroom, or uh, the teacher should be allowed to post them in the classroom. And the phone number is 602-277-5827. Uh, to Phoenix, John, start us off here. Thanks for calling KTAR. John. 
Well, hi, guys. Hey, uh, real quick, love the show ever Thanks, since buddy. you guys started. I think it should be no. Um, they should be passing bills to support teachers and give teacher better pay. Two, uh, Tom Horn, the superintendent, also passed something where he wants the Holocaust to be taught in school. A student may raise their hand and ask the teacher who has the Ten Commandments behind there, why did God save all these people? Now you're putting the teacher in charge who may not be ready to answer that question, or the teacher's going to give their own personal opinion who God can save and who can't be saved. And then not only that, you and uh, Chris were just having some friendly banter about whose commandments are better, mm-hmm. but there's, like you said, about false idols. How is that student who uh, is a Hindu, Buddhist, a different religion, are, if the majority of students are Christian, are they going to look at a Ten Commandments that may give them a reason to pick on that student? And like, oh, you believe in false idols, the teacher's on my side because she wouldn't put this up. And then as a parent of a different, of a student who's from a different religion, are you giving my kid the, you know, all the benefits of being a, a neutral teacher? Or are you giving the Christian students more attention than my student because if he's a different religion or she's a, of a different religion? It just opens up so many things where... Lots of questions. Yeah. yeah. Just teach the basics. You yeah. Know? John, and, you ask, we're going to move on here, John, but you ask so many great questions, and that's not what we deal with. What we deal with, John, is ideology and my way is right. And you're asking questions like, well, what if I think there's a different way? And that's what we have to try to put a stop to quickly, is this idea of free thinking outside of what I want you to think. Indoctrination is fine as long as it's my way. All right, right Mr. Sarcasm. What? Yeah. You break my heart. I, I think John does bring up a lot of good points, and they don't have easy answers. The one I really liked that he said was when he said that uh, it's the no other gods. Mm-hmm. Well, what if I have another god? Now am I ostracized in the classroom? You might be. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I think, concerning. And I do think also we need to do a lot more to get teachers better pay and things like that in the classroom. I don't feel like this takes away from that. I think teachers can still get paid more and they could post the Ten Commandments in their classroom. Yeah. But. Well, you could do this in a charter school anyway, couldn't you? I mean, this is this is really for public schools. Mm-hmm. And in Arizona, you can use public funds to go to a private school. Yeah. So if you want your kids to be exposed to certain religious teachings, you can take your public funds and put them in the school that teaches those teachings. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe best to keep the public schools secular. Hey, I'm spitballing here. I don't have any idea. Uh, where are we going here? Let's do uh, Gilbert. Mark is in Gilbert. Mark, where do you stand on it? Well, listen, we have a, a moral problem in this country with young people. We got people smash and crash and steal. We got people hitting people. The schools need to have some kind of moral teaching. And the Ten Commandments, hey, don't steal, don't kill. Those are, listen to your parents. Those are things that our kids need because they end up going to high school. They end up all the immorality teaching of drinking and drugs, and they all get into this, or large majority get into drinking and partying. And, you know, what's wrong with putting something up that has some kind of moral foundation for people? But, yeah. if you, but if you put those things up, none of those things happen. Right, Mark? Well, no, hang on now. Obviously, they can still happen because they've been happening since a long time ago, right? I mean, 
Okay, teenagers are still teenagers, but is there a compromise? Like he suggests that maybe there, maybe it's not so bad to put up some moral ideas in the classroom, but does it have to be? Does it have to have no other gods but me, or remember the Sabbath and keep it holy? Could we say, listen, I'm going to put up the killing is bad, stealing is bad, sure. don't lie in class without getting into the religious aspects of the Ten Commandments? Well, but then it's not really the Ten Commandments. Well, maybe we just come up with like six or seven commandments we can all agree on. Agreement in politics these days, and then we always run into like, "Thou shall not uh, bear false witness." Does that mean I can't lie at all, or just like when I'm on the stand? Mm-hmm. Right? It gets confusing fast. I'm so easily lost on all of these. Really, a uh, mind boggling. You want to grab one more, Joe, or are we uh, we tight on the clock? You're the you're the clock guy. I would say we are tight on, tight on the clock on the time, and that we should be telling people that we're going to be talking about the middle class. Here's what I would say, though, is that uh, it, we are taking a look at everything that's posted on Facebook, including Joe has a new friend he met on Facebook who says that we're all liars. Uh, Joe, uh, Chris and Joe, K-T-A-R, Chris and Joe, K-T-A-R on the Facebook. And feel free to continue the conversation there uh, on the Twitter at Chris and Joe, K-T-A-R, at Chris and Joe, K-T-A-R, and the gram, the Chris and Joe show, where it's not just what we do on the show, but also pictures of puppies and kittens. Uh, that's uh, the Chris and Joe show on the gram. Love to continue the conversation offline. Still to come, is the economy stupid? No, it's the economy stupid. You are. That's next, the Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News.